Good. Yeah. Great. Yes. Good. Yeah. Good. Great. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Welcome back. Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah. Me too. Oh, I just got it everywhere. That's really good. Sorry, couch. That's fine. Which I'm is sure, kind of like this leather. I'm sure that couch has seen weirder things. Oh, yeah. And it, it keep, I feel like every time I move, it's like... And like... Oh, it makes leather. leather noises. Yeah. Very, very sexy teal leather <laughs> over here. <laughs> Welcome back to um, episode three. Yeah, ooh, episode. We're so fancy. Wow. Ooh, episodes. Look of, at us. Um, Kat and Liesl do America. Yeah. We left off last talking about our adventures in Memphis and Austin. Mm-hmm. Is that and all? Oh, my God. I know we did so much in Austin that I feel like that took up so much of our, our episode. Um, but after Austin, we went to Marfa, Texas, which is, um, when we first started planning this trip, you know, when I, when I hit you up and asked you if you (laughs) wanted to go on an epic adventure with me across the country to bring my stuff from Brooklyn to California, that was the first place you said, I really want to go to well, Marfa, Texas. Well, I think one part of it, too, well, and yes, um, is that it is conveniently located like almost in the middle of Austin and Tucson. True. Which are two locations that we absolutely knew we wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I did want to go see Marfa. I, it, so there's an artist that sort of founded this sort of, I guess, scene, um, art thing there. Uh, his name is Donald Judd. And when I was in school, I like wrote a paper on him and then studied him a bit. Um, I was very into minimalism and he was like the middle middle minimalism like guy. And so I knew I wanted to go check it out. And so we drove there and I'm so glad that we did. Cause it was really the way that we experienced. I really like what we did. Um, but the drive there too, before we even got there was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like we, cause we, we left, we left Austin a little later in the day. Kind of took our time getting yeah, through. Yeah, we we slept in. We had some coffee. We had some breakfast. Yeah, we stopped at a coffee shop in Austin to grab some stuff on the way out. That's right. And then um, I forget if we stopped anywhere along the way. No, I don't think we did. Aside from yeah. Oh no, we got the um, we stopped at that little Mexican restaurant at that like tiny little town yes that's right yeah. in fort stockton texas yes. which is really yeah good. um mirasol tacos i think tacos mirasol i want to say yeah i don't know or was that later there was a couple different tacos this one we sat <laughs> down at Before okay stockton, so off the, the interstate when we went from austin to marfa we knew that the highway was going to take us west and then we were going to have to take a different one to turn south. Mm-hmm. So we agreed that we would get tacos. Uh, we knew we wanted tacos because yeah. we were in Texas and we had just had barbecue and a bunch of stuff in Austin, but we didn't have any Mexican food or Tex-Mex yet. Mm-hmm. So um, so we researched some taco spots in this town called Fort Stockton where the road forks and we were going to have to go south to Marfa. And I'm pretty sure that, that was called Tacos Mirasol. Something like that. Something like that. But it was amazing, and we definitely spent like an hour there because it was very busy. And yeah, it ended up being like a sit down experience. And Mm -hmm. we thought we were just going to like pop in for tacos. Grab them and go. And so after we left there, as we were driving, well, we stopped at the gas station because we saw that the sun was going down, and we were really excited about like our first really good 
sunset watch mm-hmm. and oh have- and while we were at the gas station <gasps> um i bought yes. i had like the greatest purchase of my mm. life so i bought a 12 pack of corona and a bottle of pepto-bismol <laughs> and a seven dollar very nice knife yeah and two lighters that were the most murica lighters i've ever seen Beautiful. that were two for a dollar um one says it's got like uncle sam and it says i want you to cowboy up and on the back it says like kiss kiss a cowboy or something yeah um and then the other one is just like a bald eagle and a motorcycle and an american flag and i was like i have to have these and two for a dollar what's more american than yeah that? so i ended up buying a case of beer a bottle of pepto-bismol a knife and two lighters for like 30 bucks and i was like <laughs> i'm so happy right now score it was it, it turned out very useful yeah <laughs> yeah it was great <laughs> so we left with our uh uh new purchase <laughs> <laughs> our groceries our groceries very important important things to have on the trip and so we're going down the highway really enjoying like the sunset from dry but really wanted to like stop and sit and found this little pull-off which was somebody's property but whatever it's a driveway and there was nobody there it's out in the middle of rural texas right found like a little cattle garden just watched the sunset and it was beautiful it was so calm and i think especially having these two amazing but very like kind of like non-stop days in austin it was so nice to be able to just like have a moment to slow down to ourselves right and just watch the sunset go down, drink our beers. And yeah, just, like, literally in just a field. Yeah, in just a field and watching that sunset go and seeing the colors change. And I have a very favorite color that's like right on the top of like you've got like your yellows and your pinks that come up off the sunset. And then before it turns into the dark blue, there's like this like cerulean teal kind of a haze color. And it's my favorite color. And just watch that like come into the sky. Oh, so it was really cool hearing you talk about it because because I'm not a visual artist mm-hmm. um I can look at a sunset and go that's beautiful uh I can tell you all about my feelings about it I can write down what it makes me feel but I can't describe the colors mm-hmm. and I don't know how I would draw it or paint it or anything so to have you say okay look at the pink here look at the orange okay now look above that between the dark one and this one that's my favorite color and I was like oh I never noticed that color before <laughs> like it's you'd have to you'd have to really look for it well and it, that kind of thing where it's like you write about it too it's more of like that feeling that that color makes to happen to me because it's a changing one too it doesn't quite like as the night gets darker it gets a little bit deeper and more lush when it like where it hits it it's a little washed out like mm-hmm. almost pastel-y and it just has this like not a heart ache, but a heart, like it's a pull that just makes me feel like I have to watch it. Like I just have so to, cool. I have to look at that color. Like I can't like turn away from it because it just fills my heart with this just like, like a happy longing kind of a thing. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I love that color. <laughs> it's good. Oh, I'm so glad that we got to pull over and, and really fully enjoy it. Not just from yeah. the car and not from like a social atmosphere, but like truly just pulling the van over and hang out on an old cattle guard mm-hmm. and you set your phone up to get a time-lapse video of the sunset and in it I didn't realize that we were in the video I thought it was just like the sky and so uh if you look at the the hashtag from our trip just cat and Lee will do America 
uh, we both posted this time-lapse video and it's so special because it's just the two of us just sitting there shooting the shit, mm-hmm. like swatting moths off of yeah. us. There was a moth that wouldn't leave me alone. Like the mosquitoes apparently don't bother me, but the, the moth the loved moth, you. The moth was like, it, like, it, it was they all my followed face. us into the car somehow and I found it the yes! next day. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like I'm not a light bulb. I don't understand. You are. You're magnanimous. You're glowing. <laughs> you're magnificent. Of course they'd be like, oh, she's a beautiful oh, beacon no. of light. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, um, when you showed me the video later, I was just like, like, oh, that's the two of us just like sitting there being idiots, drinking beers in a field. And I just, that's one of my absolute favorite moments from the whole trip. And I'm just so glad that you captured it. Well, I'm, yeah. Thank you for being there with me. Of course. Thanks for taking this trip (laughs) with me. (laughs) So we got back in the car after the sun mostly went down and it might have been all the way down, but we continue to drive into marfa um and so a little history on marfa is that it was uh it was there it's like a little old town i think there was like some ranching things that gone there maybe a little bit of industry but small town you know i think we were maybe like 60 miles from the mexican border at that Mm -hmm. point so kind of close to mexico um and donald judd in the 70s started going there like renting a house whatever he's this minimalist guy was really into art and like he was part of the scene in New York and whatnot. Um, and then started a foundation there. I want to say the late seventies, early eighties, mm. um, as like a, he didn't like the commercial commercialism of like the art world and things like that. And he wanted to be in wide open spaces. This was around the time too, in the art world that there was more art being done outside. Um, mm-hmm. uh, call like site specific art where things had to be done with like, a landscape um a good example is there's the spiral jetty in salt uh the salt lake um ri- uh, big the big salt lake out there it's kind of one of the more famous ones you can actually see it from the plane there's like oh, this cool. spiral jetty thing um so we bought some property out there uh and sort of building up this thing but it's interesting because now it's become this like kind of opposite of what was founded on is it was supposed to be this escape from the commercialization of art. And now it's very much this hip town, hmm. which I hadn't realized when I was like, oh, we should go to Marfa. Yeah. And it's funny because, um, oh, hold on. There is a <laughs> landline phone ringing. You know what? I'm going to do this on the podcast. Okay. Hello. Oh, I think you have the wrong number. You're welcome. That's the funny thing about landlines is um, most of the time they're wrong numbers or telemarketers. But anyway, um, <laughs> amazing. landlines are a Someone new experience tries for to us. Call and like sell you insurance on the phone. Right. Like, I don't understand why this is still here. Anyway, so um, what were we? We're talking about Marfa and they, they had like, the, I was think what the commercialization of art or something oh because i said i didn't want to um i didn't know it'd become so hip oh okay okay so it's interesting because i knew that that's a place you wanted to go and then when i was in new york i went and got one last haircut from um this woman named Liv that i get my haircut from in new york in the east village um at this place called headdress salon if you're ever in the neighborhood you should go see her she's amazing um but anyway uh, she's from Texas, and so um, we've always talked about bands we know from there. Like we bonded over the fact that she um, 
learned a line dance in a cabin to a power trip song one time and i was like you're the coolest person i've ever seen holy shit we're gonna be buddies um i'm i'm bummed that that she's across the country like I, i would really love to hang out with her more but anyway um i happened to mention to her like oh yeah we're gonna go to texas on this trip we're gonna go to austin uh and then we're also gonna go to marfa and she was like oh you know marfa is like a hipster mecca now and i was like oh interesting like it seems mm-hmm. like it's a tiny little art town and it was like the one place you mentioned that you really wanted to go and um it's funny to me how art towns it's like inevitable that they turn into that yeah eventually. these things well and i guess because like you know money gets put into it and it becomes this place where the people that have the money are like oh we have to go see this thing and right whatnot um people start buying up airbnb yeah. properties and, and the art that donald judd does is very like uh for the time too it was very like there's a lot of big conversations around it he would do like metal boxes and like stainless steel so it was super polished and reflect the light and it'd be in this like warehouse and the big ones that are in marfa are the outdoor ones where you can walk and it's these big huge concrete like squares that there's some are open some are closed you basically walk around this field and it becomes this whole experience and you're out in the hot heat looking at these things and hello we're back <laughs> we had some small technical difficulties <laughs> but we're going to pick up that conversation <laughs> <laughs> yep get my best i'm sorry radio voice um note to self so. make sure you start podcasting with uh, more than one little third of the battery symbol <laughs> showing <laughs> eh, we never said we were super professional with this one yeah so casual white claw and immediately little little <laughs> immediately liesel said good thing it was with me and not like you know a, a musician that you have to interview for work and i thought i only want to interview musicians who are cool about technical difficulties because that's where all rock and roll comes from. Right. So anyway, continue. Um, so I believe I was talking about Donald Judd, and I'm sorry if I repeat myself too much. I think you were talking about um, the reflective metal boxes that he made. Sure. So Because the minimalist art um, at the time was a little bit more about like material and your experience as a human with material. And how you interact with it and like the scale of it. So a lot of minimalist art will be really big. Like there's, um, shoot, is it in Chicago or New York? There's the big like steel slabs that are kind of tilting. You walk through them, um, that Robert, oh, it's been a long time since I studied (laughs) art in school. Anyway, I'm not actually sure. Um, crap. Anyway, I'll. With it, we can look at it later if I remember it. Google it. Google it. Anyway, so uh, at the time, the there was a big thing in the art world about experience material and how it exists in nature, and so he was a really big guy for that. Um, and so I think I had said that there was the big concrete slabs where they're out in this field, and so you're in the desert with these huge like concrete squares you can see, and it kind of puts a framing on landscape in a little bit oh, of a cool. different way. Um, and that sort of brought in because he had established it out there. Um, again, sorry if I'm repeating myself. I can't remember where we were at in there. White claws will take your memory from you. We're time traveling. We're time traveling all over the place. It's been a mess anyway. So we are very tired. Um, (laughs) um, so he kind of had like, there was people that were investors and things like that, but it brought a lot more of an art 
eye on to the Marfa town. And so when we were looking at staying there, there was a lot of there was a lot of beautiful B and Bs and things like that, but they were super like expensive, like a lot of money for a night. Really well done hotels, but um, there was this one, and it was on like the Visit Marfa website too, so it wasn't like oh that's like a seedy place. It's like oh that looks right. like a nice little like little motel, more our speed because mm-hmm. we're not. It wasn't a dirtbag motel, but we're pretty easy to please. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think something that I said when we got cut off was that um, you know you and I we're we're pretty easily entertained mm-hmm. people we we don't need a whole lot of luxury it's nice to have that yes but we we don't really need that we're more of like exploring and experiential kind of people yeah and so the, the experience is more that we want to take and if an experience means you go to a city or a town where you stay in a really nice place and you put that money down great or if we stay in somebody's like side room that's fine too just right. like, as long as we're having Enjoying the time that we're having. Right. So creating cool memories is the more important mm-hmm. thing. So the motel we found was right at the, like you come into town, like it was on the east side. Um, and we, it was really quiet. The sky was just open and beautiful. The stars were out. The moon was super bright and full. So it was like, huge. Yeah. It was almost like too bright. You're like, can you just, yeah. can you just turn can that you down a little away, bit? moon? We're trying to enjoy the stars right now. <laughs> So after having such this like crazy time in Austin, it was really nice to be able to be in this small town. Not a lot of noise, traffic noise, things going around. We pulled our chairs out. We got checked into the hotel and I got, <laughs> got in so late that they were just like, yeah, here's your keys. You're go your right. Our, our keys were in an envelope and there hanging was, on the door. Well, there was two ladies that were sitting there that were part of the hotel. Oh, too. Okay. so it I wasn't realized yeah. that. I thought they were just like people staying there and i thought that was so funny because i was like that's very trusting of people in this small town right like, oh don't name we're gonna them. go to bed we're just gonna leave the keys for these people <laughs> in, the hotel. in the motel no, so they were kind of like camping there they're like yeah we're like just hanging out um they're like oh yeah there you go that's your name oh, yeah okay like you don't need to see okay that's fine yeah cool thank you cool yeah whatever <laughs> lock the doors please <laughs> but we just dropped our stuff off we had our coronas that we picked up from the sunset we pulled the chairs out from the motel and just like walked out this like gravel lot mm-hmm. behind the motel and just watched the stars for a few hours yeah. took some pictures shot the shit shot, yeah just and, like listened to the wind and like oh it was so there was just enough of a breeze that if you held your we had like of course it was a glass corona bottle so if you held it just right it like it whistled along the top and had that little like boat off in the distance right down. and like we had different amounts of liquid drank from our beers, mm-hmm. so it was creating two different tones. Oh. It was so cool. It was really cool. Yeah, and I, uh, oh, I'm a little obsessed with my phone camera right now. Oh yeah, Liesl takes... bought a brand new phone before this trip, and we yeah. used the hell out of it. I know. I was. It was kind of. Well, I had been talking to Cat before this. You know, like you, Cat. I'm like to the other people here <laughs> in the room. I'd been talking to you before about because i had my phone before was just it was on its last legs it was like the speaker wasn't quite working the front camera had died it was like <laughs> dropping some calls anyway the phone was it was needed to be you know it needed a new one and it was like oh i guess i should i should probably get one before this trip i should i should do that you I'm were s- like should i should i just go for it and get a new phone and i was like i don't know <laughs> I mean, like, I don't think we're going to really need phones. Like, we're just going for the experience, yeah, man. Thing. Your phone was so cool. And it took the coolest night photos. I am yeah. 
over the moon so glad I you decided so to get that phone I'm so glad that I have the tripod too because it has the phone I mean it's like an iPhone plug now this episode sponsored by Apple <laughs> <laughs> the night mode's amazing <laughs> Apple um, iPhone night mode yeah five stars <laughs> 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 so I had a tripod with me and cause it's like an open exposure. It does like this like long exposure thing. And so we were able to get like pictures of stars with us in them. It was amazing. So, cool. so we're nerding out on photography and you have your amazing camera that you got too. So yeah, really right before the exposures. trip, I invested in a, a pretty nice instant camera. It's not Polaroid. It's the brand is Lomography. Um, and it takes like rectangle photos instead of square. Um, and I just did a ton of research and I used to be super obsessed with the photography and I'm not really sure why I stopped doing it. But before this trip, I was like, I want to make sure that that's a priority. Like, I want to make sure that I, I find a reason to be inspired to do artistic things that doesn't have to do with music. <laughs> and you have been taking some beautiful oh, pictures. Thank you. Thank beautiful. You so that's really sweet. We tried to use it that night. I don't think that, I don't think the photos that night were incredibly beautiful but they were really funny mm -hmm. yeah. because i was trying to get the exposure right and of course you have to waste <laughs> an exposure like a you have to waste film mm -hmm. when you do that so um i was like okay hold that pose uh like uh, recreate that pose that you just did and i'm gonna change the settings and i'm gonna like do this photo again i looked at the photos later and your pose is exactly the same it's like you crossing <laughs> your legs and like looking out into the distance and everything about the photo is the same except for the exposure and i just thought that was so funny like usually when you tell someone okay can you just like do that thing that you were doing before so that i can recreate this photo they're like no i can't do that i have no idea how i did it <laughs> but now i'm ready for my modeling career yep i think we found it I so think, I think that just needs to happen hit me up lieselmeiser.com you can uh, contact me in the details there i'm uh, here for your modeling uh, yeah modeling needs <laughs> Who needs a who needs a slightly chubby from the road artist to, <laughs> to pose for some pictures? <laughs> yeah, a, a couple of uh, road. Uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Chubbed up. Road bloated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of water consumed, but a lot of fried and a lot of like uh, so many carbs. Good tacos. All, all whole kind. Anyway, I know. So we digress. Up. Somebody wants. <laughs> That body type for sure. Your your body's beautiful. Yes, I would look great on camera. It you know we're we're not being negative about our bodies. We're oh, just no. stating facts. Just stating the fact that I would be excellent for that. Yeah, excellent. we are beautiful and also very bloated. Yes, my my eyes disappear when I smile, <laughs> <laughs> and my pants fit a little differently than they did before. <laughs> it is so bad. This might be an overshare, but I sat down like yesterday and my <laughs> zipper just went. <laughs> popped open <laughs> like oh yeah it's time for you to go on a walk and i have <laughs> given up entirely on wearing my pants that have zippers so anyway I need to go for a long walk when i get home point is we took some really cool photos um and between your brand new phone which yeah. takes these beautiful night photos and my instant camera that i'm so glad i bought um we we really documented this trip we should make a coffee table book. Yes. <laughs> Who out there wants to sponsor so it? So we had a really beautiful, calm, like, introspective evening. And then the next morning we went and got 
those burritos at like burrito marfa or something like that yeah we, we knew we had a very long drive to tucson and we were like i don't know should we should we get breakfast in town should we just grab some coffee and go mm. and then i ended up googling some coffee spots and i discovered this place called marfa burritos yeah i, I, I don't know if it was burritos marfa or marfa burritos but Anyway, we, we were like, oh, well, of course we should get some breakfast burritos yeah. while we're in Texas. Um, and we went to this little hole-in-the-wall place that had photos of celebrities all over the wall. And there was, like, two pictures of Anthony Bourdain, like, yeah. five of Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, because he's, like, from Texas. Yeah. So he probably's like, uh, I'm going to find like, excuses oh, to go there all the this time. This is the hip place. Okay, all right. Yeah, but it was, it was weird because it was hip, but everyone working there was, mm -hmm. like, 100% mexican like doing things traditionally mm -hmm. making the tortillas back there it was not like cute white girls running a burrito joint no. it was like this Authentic. is a mexican food yeah. restaurant that just happens to be in this hip town that is so good that it's become a hit place to go eat food just because of the quality of the food mm -hmm. um you took that i think you put a video up but they were making their own tortillas just right in like the room there too it just like hammering them out just, oh it's so good we we couldn't decide between the chorizo and egg burrito and the egg cheese and potato burrito so we ended up just getting both and yeah. using my brand new knife to cut both of them in half so good <laughs> and oh my god they were amazing and then after that we had our first drive-through liquor store experience <gasps> which was so we drove through but then i was like that store is really cute and we yeah. were kind of we were, we, second thought let's go inside we decided it was too cute that we had to go inside and look and i'm glad that they did because they had a good selection too we got our last texas lone stars there totally had those we had to we had to make sure we did one last yep. lone star hurrah yep. <laughs> we got two different kinds of lone stars there we got uh the regular lone stars mm -hmm. that have like the the puzzles and the caps that mm -hmm. are amazing um and we also got a mexican style lager Lone Star, which I had never seen before, but this place had so many cool things. It was called mm -hmm. Cactus Liquors in Marfa, or was it? Yeah, ca Cactus Liquors or Little Cactus, or no? It was, yeah, Cactus Liquors. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Cactus Liquors. I think but I have anyway, a from them. The, yeah, we we thought we were gonna like do a drive-through liquor situation because we thought that'd be really funny, and then we ended up going inside. And they also sold cute. plants, which they had some giant. I'm so mad that I'm not driving all the way back to Portland. Like, if I had a car, I well. If I had a car, I'd be like $2,000 like poorer right now because For I would have sure. bought so much shit. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so probably good that I'm flying back home. But they had like these giant beautiful cactuses for sale that if you were going to try to buy it up in like Oregon, you'd be spending like $100 on like the one plant and they were like 30 bucks. So I was having a little bit of a heartache. Totally. <laughs> I was like, we can just put them in the car and like I'll eventually go to Portland mm -mm. once I buy a car in California. I'll I'll take the cactus to you. I'll just babysit it for a couple months. And you were like, no. I'm not going to like force the plant child <laughs> upon you. Listen, I would have done it. I appreciate you. It's just another reason to go back to Texas. <sighs> I want to go. I don't really want to drive it again, like yeah. all the way back right now. But well, well, someday, someday. Is there like a an invention? Maybe okay. Maybe you should invent this, a cactus cage, mm -hmm. that's like a protective thing that you can take your cactus home in on a plane. <laughs> that's my carry on. That doesn't, like prickle everybody. I think that you can actually be like do like a carry on with a plant. I've seen people do it before. I'm like, I understand. I see yeah. you with your plant in your hand. I get it. 
I get it. That's that's a really good idea. But that means if I wouldn't. Fails, we can make that happen. I wouldn't get to take my paints on the plane with me then. You know, it's it's one or the other. Paints or cactuses, oh, you're going to have to decide. But I did love Marfa. It was super cute. It was very charming. And it was, yeah, it was a good, like, slow down pace on the way. And so it was our last little Texas blip before we drove off. And one thing that we didn't do there that we were reading about is the Marfa lights, um, which apparently it's this phenomenon that happens in Marfa as you drive in um, mm-hmm. from the east side where you pull off on the side of the road you can see these like weird lights that sort of dance across the field um and for all intents and purposes they're unexplained but we did read that there was a study done mm-hmm. where some i'm not sure what the school was but for some project they set up cameras and sensors on the freeway and correlated them with the sightings of the lights on the field and it it looks like they were timed about the same so they think that potentially these lights are just like weird reflections somehow of the freeway lights yeah like the way that they comes across the hill or something like that but like the angle of where you see it from that one like spot on the one highway to the other freeway and there, but it's like this whole thing of like these mysterious glowing lights yeah. along the horizon. And when we drove in, there were a whole bunch of cars on the side of the road yeah. watching them or trying to watch them. I don't know if they're available every day, but that's something I would like to do next time. If I'm ever back mm-hmm. in Marfa again, I want to go check that out because it seems cool. Um, but we just were so tired that we I were think like, we came in too late too because <laughs> when we drove by, like that lot was just like packed. And yeah. Stuff. And that's I'm so glad that we know. just dragged our hotel chairs out into a field instead. <laughs> it was so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, because the next night we were, well, we were kind of with friends again. We just weren't staying with friends. Yeah. But, so we left Marfa um, and went to Tucson. And that was like a seven, six, six, seven hour drive, something like that. Mm-hmm. Takes you through El Paso. And mm-hmm. so we could see the wave to Mexico real close by. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Goodbye. That's one of my favorite things about El Paso. I've been there a few times and it's so crazy that you can just look to the side of the freeway and like, I don't know, 300 yards away is a wall Mm -hmm. and like these security towers and Mexican flags, and then on the other side, <laughs> a totally different architecture. Yeah, there's like the competing flags. Like, <laughs> it's <Totally>. really funny. <laughs> but it is. It's like you look on one side and you go, okay, here's our American architecture. This is what we imagine a house to be. And then you look over and the way that like, even just like the, the street planning and the way the houses are like nested next to each other is undeniably different. Yeah. And there's like, oh, there's that hill and there's like this hill. And we're looking at the south, south part of the border and we're looking at like the north part of the border. Mm-hmm. it's so cool to walk like just drive by it and see it yeah i think that's an experience everyone should have just like we hear so much on the news about like the border wall and like mm-hmm. uh, mexico like uh, everything our idiotic president says um but driving through el paso and just looking at it with your own eyes and being like mm-hmm. that is another country right there um i think really puts it in perspective mm-hmm. it's like i mean people like us are like pro immigration and all that stuff but like no matter what side of the fence you're on, no pun intended, um, I think it's important to just like see that visual of like, oh, mm-hmm. 
two different types of architecture and a wall between and we are all like in this space together we're just like it's just like a fake line that someone drew in yeah. the earth <laughs> oh like a line or a river like yes yes, yeah yes, we're still humans that need to interact with each other yeah it's so weird to me so if you ever drive through el paso for whatever reason make sure you just like take some time to just think about that and just look and be mindful of it and I don't know. I think it's cool. Yeah, it is. It's a good, it, we can exist with each other and not have it be an, an issue. I think right. border towns are a good reminder of that, like when they can function. Like, hey, which all just one people. Totally. Yeah. So that was cool to drive through. We were only in, and then we went on to New Mexico. We, we were only in for yeah. like a blip. Okay, so the only thing we did in New Mexico was eat tacos. I mean, well, and and drive through a corner of it. But um, it occurred to me later, after we had breakfast burritos in Marfa, and <laughs> which are, I mean, they're it's basically like a taco, it's just a different yeah. shape. Um, and these like street tacos in New Mexico, and then tacos for dinner in Tucson. We had tacos mm-hmm. in three different states in the same day or if you're going to split hairs and say that like a tortilla makes a difference uh or like a shape of the food makes a difference then technically we had a burrito and tacos Mm -hmm. but we had mexican food for all three meals in three different states and i'm very proud of us for that i am not upset about it it was delicious oh that i can't remember that little funny place that we stopped for lunch tacos not the dinner tacos but the lunch tacos that we got in new mexico remember the name but that um carnitas was so good and yeah. then something different but they had like it was super tender and nice and crisp on the outside i was very happy yeah i had i had chicken tacos and i was very happy with them mm-hmm. and it was kind of messy those, to eat while i was driving <laughs> the driving tacos. <laughs> <laughs> um and i'm proud i was like i i grew up in california i know how to get, eat this. some goddamn tacos while i drive like with like my knees on the steering wheel it's fine it's fine just we made it we made it safely i just need like one hand to pour the salsa and the other hand to drive and you were really good about the next day you gave me a really good salsa assist or maybe it was two days later totally i don't know i had a burrito in my hand and cat was just giving me a good little salsa assist yeah she's like okay i need you to salsa me and i was like i'm here for you so i say i'm a professional she's she's really good um okay so we made it to tucson (laughs) When I don't even know what day I feel like everything was like a week ago and also yesterday. It's yeah, it's all a blur. But I did my favorite. I think my favorite stretch of driving has really been from like Texas into um, basically all of Arizona when we left uh, yesterday. Yeah. Just seeing the landscape change was so cool because going from like the Texas like areas and it was still like green but there would be like hills but you could still see like the mountain like ridges and things like that but then like then coming into new mexico and arizona and seeing the cactuses starting to pop up more Mm -hmm. and just like how the landscape would change so rapidly yeah every mountain or valley Mm -hmm. or even hill creates an entire yeah. different <gasps> ecosystem every time you drive by. The in Arizona when we came through the Texas Canyon. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my gosh. It was this like huge boulders, like boulders like the size of buildings, like and then stacked upon each other and upon each other. It was like we were in this like fantasy like 
setting where we were tiny little like mini creatures and there's giants that are going around and playing around with the boulders totally. it was such a surreal and beautiful place to drive through and it was funny because my friend hannah who lives in tucson uh knew that we were going to be coming through that through that area and she texted me and said oh like i think you might be going through texas canyon and i was like i i don't know i didn't see a sign whatever as soon as we saw it, we were like, oh, my God, this is what she was talking about. Amazing. It, it was like I said, it was a completely different ecosystem than like the hill before it. Mm-hmm. So there's like shrubs and rocks and bushes and whatever. We cross over into this like little valley and then there's just like rocks everywhere. I just the geological things that had to happen to create these individual different little canyons is so crazy. yeah arizona especially had that where you would come around a corner and like take a little dip and then all of a sudden you're like everything that's growing here is different and it was like you'd have like here's some shrubs and some trees and things like that and then you turn a corner and you're like what is that totally it was so cool it kept us yeah. so engaged i think that's part of the reason why we were like oh well well we'll get around to podcasting because we were <laughs> <Right>? so <laughs> We were so every we'd be like, oh my god, that's beautiful, and oh my god, that's beautiful. We were so distracted. <laughs> totally, we just we had so much to look at while we were driving, um, but I I was on the lookout because I knew that in one of these different ecosystems that we would keep going through, <laughs> we would start to see saguaro cactuses. Yeah, and so I was like, all right first one to see a saguaro cactus and then i like couldn't think of a bet so i was like gets a high five (laughs) (laughs) we're like in the last stretch of this drive and then we finally started seeing them and then it's so crazy how cactuses work because once you see one they're suddenly everywhere Mm -hmm. and and then like you drive for 100 miles and then they're just gone and it's so weird but tucson is beautiful and it's like oh, a total but alien landscape. Cat saw the first cactus, by the way. She won the high five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's important for you all to know that I won the high five because I saw the first saguaro cactus. Um, <laughs> thank you. I will take that I just title to the grave. just wanted to make sure that you got the credit that you deserve. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored. Uh, I'd like to thank the Academy and Jesus. Um, <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> right as we were driving into Tucson, the sun set behind the mountains right there. And mm-hmm. I, I've i been to Tucson many times because, as I said, my friend Hannah lives there. Um, Hannah's been my friend for a long time. And I actually helped her move from the Pacific Northwest to Tucson in 2014, I think. And ever since then, I've been visiting her about once a year. Um, so I knew in my mind like oh yeah we're gonna see some gorgeous sunsets in tucson because that's just the way it is but when you see it nothing can prepare you for it It doesn't matter how many times you've seen it before it takes your breath away every time and we saw it as we were driving into town so watching liesel's face as as she's just like what the hell it was so cool so beautiful i love a good sunset and the sun was big and like orange and just would slowly go behind that like ridge oh totally yeah that was that was an awesome one to come into town for. That was the one that I set up the time lapse for, I think. Yeah, you hung your, your contraption in the window. <laughs> that kind of held on. <laughs> yeah. There was like, she has this tripod that has like bendy legs and she can attach Which, it to the... Um, uh, Katie, let me borrow. Thank you so much, Katie, for letting me borrow this for the trip. It's been very handy. 
Yeah, it seems like you've gotten a ton of use out of it. But when you hang it in the car, you hang it on like the the oh shit handles. Yeah, and it looks like an angry octopus holding on <laughs> to the handle. But it was like holding on for dear life, and then we like shake and fall. And so I was like, <laughs> nope. And then the phone kept like tilting, and I'm like, oh, you can go back up. So it was a a little bit of a um. Knocked around sunset. It was, I would, not a very stable. There was no GoPro stability in that. Totally. It was just, you know, it was a DIY situation. Yeah, you do what you can. So we got into Tucson and we took a little breather in our beautiful Airbnb and um, FaceTimed with our friends. Oh, yeah. Um, because it was Miles Monroe's 40th birthday. Yes. So, and um, once again, happy birthday, Miles. Yeah, happy birthday, Miles. Um, they were at a mountain. Uh, what did where were they what where was the cabin outside of mount hood okay yeah our portland Area. friends were drinking in a cabin and having mm-hmm. a great time so we facetimed with them and then we went to hannah's house where she had ordered us more tacos more more tacos um from boca taco in tucson which okay the first time i ever went to tucson which again was in 2014 when i helped hannah move I remember driving by Boca Taco because they have this huge iconic sign that just has lips and it says Boca and underneath it, it says our salsas are hotter than your wife. (laughs) And I, I, I didn't eat it for like the first three times I was there. I was just like, what is that place? That's so funny. I remember taking a photo of it and putting it on Instagram. Like this is the funniest sign I've ever seen. Um, I don't think it was till last time I visited that I mm-hmm. ate it. So it was cool. We got to have it that night and it was so good. Um, but Hannah just put Hannah and her fiance, Al just put a stock tank pool in their backyard, which apparently is like this new fad where you get like a tank that's meant for like cattle to drink water out of. And then you install like a filtration system mm-hmm. and you can actually chlorinate the water and all this. It's an incredible thing. Uh, all the hype is totally worth it. And it's oh, yeah. like 100 degrees at night when you go to Tucson. Because it's more like so. a pool that you would sit, kind of like like a hot tub you would sit in. This is like a pool that you would sit in right. to cool down. It's like a cold tub. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you kind of like sit and like when you're in the water, you're it's like not chin height it's like a little bit lower so you're like oh, i'm just gonna sit in this cool pool or you can put your legs in just like yeah. let your like body kind of cool down a little bit which al made those beautiful benches yes like he had made these benches that sit perfectly around the edge of the tank so you have like your own like little like little ledge in which to dangle your legs into and have your drink next to you totally. and they had done it so beautifully it was just like this little magical like oasis in their backyard yeah Al is one of the most multi-talented people I have ever met in my life. So he is a musician. Um, he's like a, I'm probably going to get this wrong. I, I would call him Americana, I guess. Um, the country Americana with like a little tiny bit of like Elvis thrown in there. Um, but he usually plays solo sometimes with a couple other musicians. Um, but he goes by Al Fowl. Um, or I guess he doesn't go by. That's literally his name. Um, <laughs> so if you want to look him up, Al Fowl is his name. Um, and so in addition to that, especially right now where he, while he can't tour, he has started a business where he takes old furniture or fixtures or whatever and repurposes them and creates beautiful furniture. Mm-hmm. And he has a business called Curtis Repurpose. And um, so he has like a whole 
shop in their backyard and they had two benches because there's only two of them in the house and when he heard that Liesl was coming he went out and built an extra bench for the pool so that the three of us so she and Hannah and I could have like our girl time and and he so sweet yeah it was it was extremely sweet we were really floored by that so yeah and I have a feeling that they will listen to this podcast so Hannah and Al we just want to say thank you yet again you're fantastic <laughs> we had such a good time you're wonderful hosts thank you very much and Hannah also is another incredibly multi-talented person she I met her a long time ago when she hosted a weekly metal show on KEXP in Seattle the radio station there um, she had a, a show called Seek and Destroy after the Metallica song and it was on at like midnight every Saturday night and I think she did it every other Saturday and she had a co-host that would do the opposite weeks but um, so we've been friends for a long time through metal but now in Tucson she actually does the drive time radio show on KXCI called the home stretch so every now and then she can sneak in some metal but it has to be like friendly to the people who are driving home from work or whatever mm-hmm. um so she gets to pull in all kinds of things that she loves now like soul bluegrass country rap uh just like anything that she feels like the people need to be hearing that day she is such an amazing dj and just knows how to use music as a tool to make people feel things whether it's feel better or to feel angry with them or like depending on what's going on in culture, she knows how to curate exactly what you need to hear. And um, I've always been in awe of that. So two people that have found each other in this world who uh, are both talented in totally different ways. And it was really wonderful getting to spend time with them. Yeah, there. it was it was another like great stop along the way where we got to be like, OK, this is especially that kind of thing right now especially because we are in this pandemic and whatnot. It's so great to be able to go into town and go, these are the people they're going to like take us in and really give us like the feeling of what the city really is. Right. And they did a great job of that. Yeah. Ooh, what she sent us so to, generous. I was uh, definitely on a jewelry hunt when oh, we got to Arizona. Yes. And she sent us this adorable shop called Pop Cycle in Arizona, or in Tucson on 4th Avenue mm-hmm. and lady owned. And they support a lot of local artists and they had amazing things in there. We, totally. I got some like custom, like or not custom, these earrings had these snakes on the hoops and <laughs> it was beautiful artwork and I could have spent a whole lot more money than I did. <laughs> and, I did uh, <laughs> and I didn't, um, I didn't really hold back either though. So the pop cycle, if you're in Tucson, go check it out. Amazing art, amazing women, super supportive of the community. So go check that place out. Totally. And I took a little detour and hung out with my friends, Eric and Gabby, and they took me to a mission right outside of town. Um, I'm forgetting the name now, uh, but Xavier Del Bach, I think it's called. I should have looked this up before we did this podcast, but it was really cool. Um, I went and had lunch with them, and we were just shooting the shit, eating some burritos, and uh, they were like do you have like half an hour? Cause I really want to take you to this, this like weird thing right outside of town. So it's this old mission and inside are like all these gorgeous wooden carved statues. And, um, it's just like, I think it's from the 1600s. Mm-hmm. 
back when people were coming to try to convert Mexicans to Christianity and it's left over. Like the building is beautiful, but you know, not quite. Yeah, the so like, why was this built here? It for is the pretty sinister hmm. reasons, Ugh. but you know, in their hearts, I think that they thought like, we're going to make these people's mm-hmm. lives better. Um, colonialism is like that, but the building's beautiful. I'm glad it's still there. I'm glad that you can go visit it. There were people actually doing services there because it was on Sunday and it was really special to go check that out. So yeah. yeah. And I, then I met up with you and we did some shopping and until we were about to have heat stroke cause it was like 105 <laughs> degrees and then we took a nap and went back to Hannah's house. So, oh, I know it was a good, it was a quick, but wonderful stay. Yeah. And then, yeah, kept moving. I know. I just feel like we keep, we have so many good things. It's hard to like move past them, but totally, um, I guess for the sake of timing, but yeah, we left. Yeah. So the next day we left. But well, okay. So oh. first when we woke up in Tucson the first morning, we were about to go shopping and meet up with our friends and we <laughs> got a right. message from our Airbnb <laughs> host saying, Hey, let me know when you're out because I want to send the cleaning crew yeah. in. Yeah, and, like, and we're I, like on the way out, pretty almost out. Yeah, the door. we were like gathering our things to walk out the door. And I think Eric was on his way to pick me up, and I stared at my phone and I I looked up the the reservations. I was so confused because I I thought we booked two nights. Yeah, she's like, oh, we're gonna come. <laughs> like, let us know the cleaning crew can come in. Yeah, so I, I messaged her and I was like, I'm so sorry. I was under the impression that I had booked two nights here. Um, can we pay you for another night really quick? Cause we're like about to walk out the door. And she said, well, no, there's someone on their way to stay there, but I have another place right next door. <sighs> so we quickly booked the Airbnb right next door and gathered up all of our things, which we, we're really good at like exploding our stuff all yeah. over an Airbnb within like 10 hours. So, <laughs> um, so we gathered up all our stuff and then moved it to the Airbnb next door. Which it was literally right next door. She was yeah. like, oh, I'll open up the back door and opened up this like gate. And we're like, oh, it's like across it's just the courtyard. courtyard. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, oh, okay. Well, that could have been way worse. Well, it, yeah. Could have been worse. It could have been better, but yeah. for all different situations. Ideally, you know, I would have thought that the the price for the one night was actually two nights but it, we're not gonna split hairs it was a labor day weekend i guess i can spike things up and cleaning totally and so our next thing that we wanted to do along the way was see the grand canyon and we were initially going to just go there and just stop up the road in like las vegas or something not to necessarily go out honestly mm-hmm. i don't think that i would feel very safe walking around las vegas right now so no. Uh, we were just going to sleep there in a motel or something. Um, yeah, the only thing I would have wanted to try to see is like that, there's like the neon museum there that I really would think sounds cool. Totally. But that would have been like, a, that would have been like yeah. a whole excursion. But once I discovered that I was out like over another, bucks night, for another yeah. night that I wasn't expecting, I was like, Hey, Liesl, yeah, how do you feel about driving all the way back to California <laughs> The next like to, day. Uh, to our destination on our way out of Tucson <sighs> and to my surprise, not surprise, to my delight, Liesl said, let's do it. I am your ride or die. It's very true. <laughs> I cannot underscore enough how much that's true. Um, <laughs> I know it kind of was a perfect little cap though. So, okay. All right. So we did 
this, this may be why this may be slightly delirious. I don't know. You're the ones listening to it. We're just talking. Yeah, I am exhausted. I have no <laughs> idea where I am. Because we drove. We spent a whole day. Because I, I think the drive, if you look at it on the map, said 17 hours. But we did some stops along the way. So we woke up and drove from Tucson to Flagstaff. Um, across the so happy we were apparently going the opposite way of traffic because like the whole oh of the gosh, direction yeah. was like bumper to bumper traffic and we were people flying. leaving the grand canyon so happy so we get to flagstaff um and we were kind of like should we eat i don't know maybe and we, we ended up stopping and eating at this wonderful mexican restaurant oh, in downtown um, flagstaff mart Ann's? mart Ann's, which i think that they were they, they were closing when we we're on our way out and i didn't realize it felt yeah. kind of bad about that one i think so sorry uh it was delicious though <laughs> uh, so because they had like you, you kind of go in you put your name in for reservations so we kind of walked around and we like, went to go find a place to have beers and as soon as we ordered the beer they called with our reservations so we <laughs> chugged these like 20 ounce like yeah beers. we specifically got like the big beers <laughs> they're like you want the big or like you want like the regular or, like the tall size we're like we want the talls we would like the big ones thank you very much so we get a text being like you need to be here in five minutes, otherwise your order or your your reservation is canceled. Giving up. So we're like, oh shit, shit, <laughs> shit! Chug the beers, chug the beers, chug, chug, pay chug, pay chug, for the chug. beers. So we slam <laughs> giant beers and then go like around the corner, like almost running to make sure we can get our table. But like beer sloshing around inside <laughs> us, I can like like burping as I'm jogging. <laughs> Oh my god, some of the best chili quiles I've had, ever had. Their, their michelada mix, like that, it was so garlicky. And, oh. Yeah. I'm so glad that we had a michelada before we left the Southwest. Me too. Me so happy. So we eat a ton. And of course, like after, as we were like, oh, after we order, she comes by. We're like, can we get some chips? Um, wait, can we ask walk to that? Like <laughs> every time. more salsa? Every time she would walk by, could we just get some more things? Because this is wonderful. Uh, and so we get so, we I ate so much and drank so much so quickly, so full that we didn't, I don't think we even ate anything until we like this morning. No, we didn't. We, I felt like there was a rock in my stomach. <laughs> we ate so much so fast. <laughs> so we have our quick but beautiful little blip in the, in Flagstaff, which um, I spent a lot of time in central Oregon and specifically like around Bend area. And there was a lot of things about Flagstaff and the country, like in the the look of things around that reminded me a lot of it, where it was pine trees, but also sort of grassy little sagebrush blips here and there, the way the land was. I was like, this is very familiar to me. So it was yeah, kind of it's like interesting this... when there's like similar elevations that mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of the plants end up being the same. And I think I was telling you too, it was like a like a feeling of nostalgia, but not but in a place that you knew you had never been mm-hmm. kind of a thing where it was like this, like I recognize this and I feel it like the, the look of it, but I knew I hadn't been there. Mm-hmm. So we finally get up to the grand Canyon around like four or five o'clock or something like that. And it was like just kind of in time for sunset. And I was so determined that I was going to go paint the grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been. It was beautiful. We get up there and it was pretty smoky but so windy. <laughs> so I, uh, so you built a sail. I built a sail. I went wind sail because I wanted to fly myself around with the canvas <laughs> and just right off the cliff <laughs> with my giant 
full Mexican belly. <laughs> full of Mexican food belly. Um, and it was, <laughs> it was the silliest. I, d- I didn't tell you. I uh, was cleaning my ears on a Q-tip this morning. There was grit. There was sand grit from the canyon just in my ear. Hot. From, yeah, super sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I like blown and blasted all over my face. Your eardrums are like, well, thanks I was, for the sand blasting. Yeah, I was trying to paint on the side of the cliff, lo- looking over the you know beautiful Grand Canyon spread. It was really smoky, but it was like almost more perfect for painting because the smoke created these layers of the cliffs so you'd be like oh that far away one that's like as far as you go then it kind of gets more blue and then here's where the reds pop out kinda so like the smoky mountains it was a lot like how they, they kind of layered that up and so for painting it was actually really really enjoyable but the wind would gust and blast so <laughs> i had to like hold the canvas down the entire time i was painting so i'd like one hand holding the canvas and then like trying to like squat and then paint and like reach up and so like, everything wouldn't fly <laughs> away i'm like holding things down with my feet and then i would have helped but i spent about five <laughs> minutes looking at the canyon which i've seen about like four or five times in my life my life and i was like i'm gonna go take a nap yeah because well, so you, you had to drive next because i was gonna drive next and we just had two giant beers yeah I know. I did the first driving session, and then you did the second one, and then we like took turns. We we did a really good job. I'm very proud of us. But yeah, me too. But I would have I would have assisted you. No, with you your were great. Sale, I don't know what you would have done. To take. I would you would have had to hold a, like an easel down the whole time. <laughs> it would not have been fun for you. I would have had to like lay on my stomach, holding the legs <laughs> of your easel. I was trying to like hilarious. prop it with like my like paint bag. It wasn't working. And we're trying to make people not talk I to know. you while you paint. That's not a good way of doing it. No, I know people. Oh god. And I don't think I was wearing the right shirt for this adventure either because I was wearing like a little strappy tank top because it was good for driving around and keeps me cool but every time I had to kind of bend I was like oh the nipple's gonna pop out (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I probably flashed at least one person there's like all these older couples but there was at least a few people that were like oh can I take a video or can I take a picture I'm like sweating to be like yeah sure I don't okay Don't, I'm not going to give you my name because I probably look real weird right now. <laughs> like monkeying this like thing together. <laughs> it was definitely an adventure in painting. <laughs> that's so funny. But these little tours going around like, oh, that's very cool. I'm like, felt very awkward just trying to paint it. Like, yes, I am the attraction today. Yes. They hired me to. Uh, um, I Because the sunset is blocked by smoke today, I will be your uh, entertainment. Yep. Uh, just watch the crazy blonde lady try to uh juggle all of her painting things yeah, that sounds good to me and not fall off the cliff <laughs> <laughs> and if she does fall down the cliff that's even more entertainment right so. but i think this painting should be worth a lot of money now because the wind blew so much it was knocking so much around there's actually like it's like dirt that had blasted into the paint and oh it's like God. on the canvas that's awesome yeah you know it just makes it authentic I know, there was like i was using materials yeah. from the earth I got covered in so my hair was picking up paint from the palette. It was like got all over my face. <laughs> By the time I got back to the car, I was like, okay. Yeah, even today, I was like, did you do a painting today? And you're like, no, it's still left over from yesterday. <laughs> yeah, got everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we drove from the Grand Canyon all the way to Northern California, only stopping for gas. Yep. It was one of the most intense driving experiences i i've ever had i kind of uh i'm gonna say i enjoyed it but i'm glad we did it yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, it was like I already extended the rental car one day, and I didn't want to extend it yet another day, and I already had to uh, push my work time off because mm. I just there's no way that I was yeah. going to be a person at 7 a.m. today. Um, that's actually like right when we arrived was like 7 about seven. Yeah. We drove through the night. Yeah. And had we stayed somewhere, I would have just worked from the car because I can, yeah. I can well, answer emails. But the way the timing of things worked out too, is that anything that we would have wanted to stop and see between the grand Canyon and here would have been the thing where we would have wanted to spend like a full day. Like totally if we stopped at Yosemite or if we popped over to Joshua tree or something mm-hmm. like that, like if we, any of those things, or even, even if we just like went to LA, yeah, we would have want, because we, especially in LA, because there's so many people that we would, would like, how do you choose who you go see there too? Right. It's, it, there would have been anywhere we would have stopped. If we wanted, we would have just had to pass through. We wouldn't have been able to take the time. So Especially thinking about okay, we like a day to kind of decompress, a day to collect our thoughts, uh, and then also just to cap it off with like, well, we're on a drive, let's just drive it. Yeah, let's just power through. Mm-hmm. We did it. We did it, and we arrived at seven a.m. <gasps> to a very very smoky Sacramento Valley, yeah. and um, we <laughs> promptly threw our stuff on the ground and went to sleep. Passed out. <laughs> Woke up at like, I don't know, 11 or noon yeah. and um, take the rental car back. And, and here we are today. Claws and the makings for guacamole. Which we, we didn't are. even mention the fact that a hunk of tire knocked the bumper in. Oh, yeah. Back in Arizona, all of a sudden, uh, a semi truck's tire exploded like two cars ahead of us. And the shards of tire through like got thrown all over the road, and there was like no way I could avoid it. No, because it happened like a little bit ahead, and then there was a truck that was kind of close to us. Like the way that he was riding between cars, like it was impossible to see what was on the road ahead. And he just like all of a sudden like swerves, and then here we had this giant hunk of tire that he like clipped and whipped up, and it just like crunched in part of the bumper. It was like, oh, sweet. Yeah, and I was really afraid today that when I went to turn in the rental car that it was going to be a whole ordeal because companies like that. Yeah, you never know. They always make a way bigger deal out of stuff like that or or at least more paperwork than you're really Mm -hmm. promised at the beginning. I did get insurance, but you just never know. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was actually really painless. Yeah. It was actually fine. Yeah, so all all things said and done, it kind of ended nicely. Yeah. And, and yeah, here we are. And I, I live in Northern California now, which is insane right? because I, I left here September 1st, 2012. Mm-hmm. I moved to Portland for six years and then I moved to New York in 2018 and did a bunch of stuff in the music industry there and COVID hit. And I, I probably would have stayed in New York a little bit longer, as I said in the first episode. Um, but it was never my intention to stay in New York. Mm-hmm. It does feel a little weird that COVID sort of took my control away a little bit. Like it, it sent me back here a little sooner than I intended. But... 
I'm so glad that it gave me an opportunity to come back to where my heart has kind of always been. Yeah. While I can still have my job now because everything's remote. And I mean, hell, I'm a metal journalist. Anything I do is online anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But um, it feels really good to be back. Good. It's yeah. really weird. It'll settle in, you know. Get I'm going to have many emotions. <laughs> oh, the roller coaster. Once we kind of get past our our journey. I don't know. It was... I feel really lucky that we were able to take this like when we took it, like being able to see the whole country, like at least from like, you know, the States we went through Mm -hmm. and getting to interact with people in person. And we're so beholden to just information from news sources now. And it's so hard to gauge like what each state is doing, but everywhere that we went, everybody was respectful and nice and like the people that we met and saw were all being very serious about the fact that it's a pandemic yeah nobody was taking it lightly and then also we just got more opportunity to spread out within the countryside and actually see things and Mm -hmm. actually see the land and like all that and so being able to go and see all the things that we did in this time I, i i do not take it for granted yeah me too and I think because the stuff we were able to do was a little bit limited, it also kind of forced us to create our own fun, Mm -hmm. which has always been my favorite thing. Like when you create fun out of nothing and like make stupid jokes and get to know people better and sit in a backyard and look at a sunset or whatever, like those are the moments in life that are the most magical that you'll remember forever you know, going to a cool bar or seeing a cool show or whatever, those things are great. Mm-hmm. And I, I do look forward to when we can have those again. But this trip kind of made me feel like those were never the things that were important to begin with. Yeah. And if it's true. Like if we had been going through in like normal times, we'd be going through, okay, well, what shows happening in the city and spending right. way too much time trying to find the right venue and all that thing. And then like running around town to be like, where's the place that we have to be versus right. being happy with just where we were. Yeah, and just taking the time to slow down and look at the beauty of the things mm-hmm. that were around us. Mm-hmm. And just sweat so much. And sweat so much <laughs> and get dust in every part of our body and and sand in your ears. And good, good old authentic Grand Canyon sand yeah, in my ears. You could, you could bottle that up and sell it. <laughs> and also, I forgot a razor on this trip. My armpit hair is getting real long. I need to yeah. go home and shave and that. And the funny thing is, I did not forget a razor. I just was too lazy to use it. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I'm in the same boat. Right? We're just there. It's been, I mean, we've really only been seeing each other. It's fine. <laughs> well, I love you. I love you. This has been an amazing adventure. Thank you so much for coming with me. Thank you for having me come with you. It would, I, I can truly safely say I would not have been able to do this without you. I think you would have figured it out, but I'm, I'm glad that I could be there to help you. It was it was magical to share it with you. It was amazing. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, well, thanks to everyone that listens. We we love you too. Uh, I don't know. Maybe someday Kat and I will go venture out on the road again and tell you all about our journeys. Yeah, I think we little will. trips. And since this is maybe at least for now the end of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you should tell people where they can find your stuff. Oh, 
<laughs> Thanks for the plug. Uh, my name is Liesl Meisner. Uh, L-I-E-S-L. That's how it's, that's all it, that's all it is. <laughs> L-I-E-S-L. Meisner. M-E-I-S-S-N-E-R. I know it's very confusing. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm, uh, I've got a website. If you want art, there's some things there. Um, I'm always happy to do commissions. I can teach you how to paint. I'll make you a Bob Ross video. All those good things. Uh, all your art needs, I'm here for you. How about you? How about you, Kat? What what uh, <laughs> what projects do you have going on? <laughs> it's funny how your voice changes. Oh, hey, Kat. Hey. What about you? What do you oh, have? I, I, it's the the from the this is my radio, radio, voice. radio voice. Well, um, I <laughs> do uh, various things. Um, my main project is I have another podcast called Hot Blooded, where I interview musicians and other people adjacent to music in some capacity or another about love. Um, sometimes it is very sincere. Sometimes it's very ridiculous and hilarious, but um, it's it touches on just love and rock and roll in some capacity or another. The Dave Windorf one is my favorite. <laughs> Thank you. It's very uh, excellent. Dave Windorf of Monster Magnet. What a wonderful man. Um, yeah, love him so much. I don't think he's listening to this, but Dave, if you if you hear us, just want you to know <laughs> Love we you think so you're much. fantastic. We tell you every chance we get, so <laughs> you already know that we think you're fantastic. But um, the other things that I do, uh, I am the editorial director of a heavy metal brand called The Pit. You can find that on all social media at We Are The Pit, um, and I write. Uh, I don't know. You can go to my Instagram. It's Cat Jones with three O's. Cat Jones! Because I love Mike Jones so much. And he shouts his name in every song. And I'm just trying to do everything I can to be like Mike Jones. <laughs> so we love you guys. Love you a lot. Thank you, Liesl, for everything. Thank you, Cat. Okay. Bye. <laughs>